award-winning Tennessee Wildcast is on the air with the latest on hunting, fishing, boating, wildlife watching, and all things outdoors. Make welcome your host, drummer and outdoor expert novice, Jason Harmon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Tennessee Wildcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for tuning in. Mr. Yes. Don King is helping co-host today. You bet. And uh, hey, shout out to the radio real quick up Might front. as well. All Jump right. into it. 103.7 Mule Town Radio in Columbia, Tennessee. WKRM. We appreciate them carrying the Wildcast as well as our other 22 radio partners. Yeah. Isn't that great to have that across the state it available is, for yeah. people to tune in? Besides the podcast thing and all the other ways you can consume this show. So Yeah. Yeah. I'm just thinking about it the other day. We're out there on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube podcasting apps radio stations before you know it we'll be everywhere we're everywhere yeah and i bet you can ask alexa to play tennessee wildcast podcast and it'll come up too. you've proved that to me that's that's pretty <laughs> awesome yeah yeah so anyway we're excited about today's show uh, it's gonna be all about turkeys talking today, turkey yeah yeah looking uh, forward to it some changes uh, were made in the commission meeting and uh it was a few weeks ago and uh, what better time to talk about it than now before the season comes back around and we got some sur- summer surveys going on that we want to talk about today. Good deal. Experts in the room. Yes, experts in the room. We got Roger Shields with us. He's the Wild Turkey Program Coordinator and Zach Collins, the Wildlife Support Biologist here at the Region 5 office. So we're excited to have you guys. Welcome. Thanks Thank for you. having us. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, I've got a little beard envy today, though. Uh, <laughs> Zach has, uh, has shown us all up with his beard. I, I, I had to touch you know, touch on that a little bit because, I mean, how do, you, how do you do that, man? It's really not hard. It's pretty hands-off. You, know, you just got to kind of sit back and let it happen on its own. So. <laughs> Leave it alone, right? It just yeah. happens naturally, right? I'm just glad they let me have it up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You said you get stopped a lot about uh, people ask you about your beard. Yeah, it, uh, it's definitely a conversation starter. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of random people, but you know, it's all it's all in good fun. So. Yeah, I'll have to introduce you to a friend of mine, Matt Cameron. He has some beard products. You might you might enjoy some of those. Yeah, for yeah. sure. All right, uh, let's get into it. Roger, why don't you introduce yourself just a little bit? Tell us who you are, what you do for the agency, real quick. All right. Well, you kind of uh, named my title, but yeah, touched again, on it. Roger Shields, Wild Turkey Program Coordinator. I've been with the agency for about three years now. Um, you know, I've got responsibility for trying to help manage the turkey population statewide uh-huh. which means i really am dependent on a lot of other people doing on the ground kind of stuff either conducting surveys or you know managing few you know the fields on the wmas and um, just collecting data all kind of stuff so you know i i, I just look at a lot of data and, and try to help formulate uh, you know recommendations and and write reports but uh yeah uh, it's been fun I've, I've actually been kind of in the wild turkey world for uh over 20 years now yeah uh studied wild turkeys for my graduate work and then i got hired in florida and i was down there for 18 years i think about 15 of it you know working with wild turkeys and uh, was fortunate to be able to get up here to Tennessee, yeah. And so yeah, I've been I've been loving Tennessee, so it's, it's it's good. I forget you spent eighteen years there, and you don't look old enough to have spent eighteen <laughs> years in Florida before coming here. Uh, yeah, it was it was good. It was a good time. I learned a lot. Good, um, but I 
I, I just enjoy the mountains and, and mm. being closer to mountains and waterfalls and just the outdoors. Yeah. Uh, I, I've never was really much of a beach person. Uh-huh. They have beautiful beaches for those who love beaches. Um, we, we lived right in Panama City. I mean, you couldn't oh, get wow. a better beach, but <laughs> I just didn't care for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, you know, sometimes yeah. it's not for everybody. No, yeah. no, no. It wasn't for me. I like, I like Tennessee. All right. So how good. was your turkey season this year? Did you kill a turkey or have a chance to get out? <laughs> I'm Slow ashamed season. to say I didn't get out, but about four times, and oh, that's more than nothing worked out. So well, that happens. Yeah, I was. Uh, I had a. I kind of got sick right at the beginning of the season. Didn't right. feel like even hunting, and uh, by the time I got feeling better, uh, yeah, I was just busy with everything and yeah. didn't get out very much. But yeah, it gets warm, and sometimes you don't want to get out there as much. But yeah, uh, I tried uh, when I went, but just didn't. Yeah. didn't pan out. Yeah. So well, uh, all right, Zach. You're new to the agency. People probably haven't met you, so go ahead and introduce yourself if you don't mind. Uh, yeah. So, uh, right after school, I went to school at UT Martin, uh, go Skyhawks. Yeah. Um, but right after school, uh, in that June, I got hired on at North Carolina Wildlife. Um, I was a field tech out there for a year on the coast towards the Outer Banks, and then about three and a half years outside Raleigh, you know, just working on the, the game lands out there, the yeah. WMAs. Cool. Um, and then in August, I got hired on at AEDC, and I was a Tech 1 field tech out there for a few months. And uh, then I put in for this Manager 1 position up here and as a support biologist. And in January, I made the move up to the headquarters office, and she's been loving it ever since. All right. Awesome. Yeah, well, we're glad, glad to have you up here. It's been fun working with you so far. I know we've absolutely we've worked together with uh, the survey stuff we're going to talk about today. But, yeah, good to have you up here. Glad to be here. How was your turkey season? Also pretty unfor- uneventful. Uh, just, yeah, nothing really worked out. Couldn't make it happen. No. Yeah, that happens. It's Still I'm, learning. Still yeah. learning. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun sport. Turkey hunting is fun to get into. It's challenging. It's exciting. A little bit different than deer hunting. So if you haven't tried it, get out there and do it. Um, it's worth worth it. And you don't have to be great. You don't have to be a great caller, <laughs> you know. No, uh, just there's gotta, so many different approaches to it. Some yeah. of them are, you know, they're what they call the run and gun, and some are just sit and be patient, and mm-hmm. you can be successful in both approaches. Yeah, so just for whatever sure. you want. In fact, I I'll share a little tidbit. I was at a symposium last week of all the turkey researchers and and managers in in the country, and, yeah. and uh, <clears throat> one of the gentlemen from uh, one of the other states, he shared a, a report that they'd done, or a little study they'd done, looking at what made successful hunters or what what things correlated with a hunter being successful uh-huh. and the two most successful or two strongest things were your age and um, I can't remember the other one but the age was the strongest one it's just and I think it's those older folks they just are more patient they just uh-huh. sit you know because we were talking about that later that um one of the other guys we were talking, and uh, he said, you know, I can't tell you how many times I, I just can't sit. I, I'll sit for an hour, hour and a half. If nothing <laughs> happens, i got to get up and move. And he said, I'll, I'll get up and move two or three places. I'll come back to where I was at, and I'll walk up there, and there'll be turkeys sitting there, you know, where I was. <laughs> and he's like, if I just stayed, I would have been successful. Been exactly. So, there. Yeah. Anyway. But, like I said, some, it, it's fun when you get up and you're moving and you're chasing those birds and, you know, just trying to find them. So, yeah. to each their own. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought up the, the symposium. Uh, it just shows that you guys continue your education, you continue your studying. I mean, once you get through school, it's not over. Y'all are still working and educating and continuing to, to improve on 
techniques and ways to, to manage wildlife and, and all that. So working together with other states and certainly, yeah, yeah. And and this is um, this particular symposium. We only hold it about once every five years, and um, it's just a great opportunity to kind of see where we're at with uh -huh. the research, with things that we're learning, things that we thought we knew that we're finding out we maybe didn't have right and you know it's just it's it's fascinating so yeah. i love it it's yeah. one of my favorite meetings to go to and you mentioned before roger about all the data you have to go through and the you know that's kind of mind-boggling to me all the all the data all the the information you have to sort through uh you know and some of that comes from the symposiums and, and other places that that you have to digest and present to the commission so they ultimately make the call on the the turkey seasons and bag limits and right. you know that kind of thing and we saw some you know big changes this year yeah we we commission made some changes for yeah. sure that's yeah. a good that's a good transition don all oh, right thanks Jason. <laughs> uh, yeah they've made some changes and i wanted to touch on those today and yep. I, i'm gonna uh give you all a sneak peek if you're watching you're gonna you're gonna get to see the turkey page in the oh, hunting guide there it is. There it is. uh so um let's walk through some of these uh changes maybe first start with the bag limits what, what are we doing with the bag limits this year well if you don't mind let me back up just a little bit or that'd sure. be kinda, fine too kind of set a little bit of a stage here as to why some of these changes took place um you know we've reported as you said we analyzed the data and, and report on that and we've seen fairly consistent for the past 15 16 years the the harvest really hasn't changed much it's uh -huh. you know we have our ups and downs from year to year mm -hmm. um, and from based on that you know everything seems to be hunky-dory but what we also are hearing from a lot of hunters landowners that the, the number of birds they see out on the landscape has been declining. Uh -huh. and, and commissioners are hearing that. We're hearing that. Um, our surveys that we do of hunters have clearly shown that, that, that has, uh, the number of people who have um, seen or, or perceiving fewer turkeys on the landscape has increased in the last five or six years. So there was um, a desire on the part of the commission to do something. Mm. We can see that this is going on, and, and there's maybe a time to do something. And so one of the actions they chose to make was to reduce the bag limit. So two years ago, we, uh, they reduced it from four to three, and they decided to go even further this year um, and took it down to two. Uh -huh. And so, yeah, it's uh, for the spring season, the bag limit moving forward will be two turkeys. Uh -huh. Yeah, so we got that on the screen. And, and the seasons this year, April 8th and 9th is the Young Sportsman, and April 15th through May 28th is the... Yeah, and, and for those who are avid turkey hunters, you'll recognize those dates seem a little different than mm. what you've seen in the past 20 years. Because <laughs> About two it's weeks a, later, It's two they? weeks delay, yes, sir. Yeah. And, again, that just um, an, an effort on, again, the part of the commission maybe to give those birds a, more of an opportunity to do their breeding, uh -huh. um, unperturbed by hunters, and, and not having any of the gobblers removed until, you know, closer to the peak of what we consider the nesting period. Mm. Um, you know, most uh, first nests get started um, in, in Tennessee here by about the middle of April. And so mm -hmm. they wanted to bump back the season until about the middle of April and just kind of let most of those birds get bred, get sitting on nests and kind of done with their thing. And then we can get out there and start chasing those gobblers. So, yeah, and that, um, that delay will kind of bring a lot of the state that had been 
we've had some WMAs that were starting later. We uh -huh. had some counties that were starting later. So this actually kind of brings most of the state back into alignment again. Okay. And uh, maybe maybe will be simpler for hunters now. Um, they won't have to. Well, is my, uh, hunting on a WMA that's, I mean, you still need to check. Yeah. But yeah. for the most part, things should be yeah. close to being in line now. Awesome. Yeah, that'll make it a little bit easier for folks to know when opening day is and everybody everybody gets out there together um if you're looking or watching the show you see that there's some additional information there about fans and, and wings and things like that beard length and there's been some changes into uh, how many jakes you can take right yeah um that was another thing that the commissioners had discussed and um they they decided to in addition to limiting the bag limit to two turkeys only one of those moving forward can be a jake and so we kind of try to define more so what makes an adult turkey, right? Mm. Um, and then if it doesn't meet the criteria of an adult turkey, then you can only have one of those birds that doesn't meet that criteria, or in other words, a jake. But yeah, we, um, we're defining an adult bird as, you know, the, probably the thing that you can identify, the two things you can identify uh, maybe the most, um, or the, the main one would be the beard. We want to see a six inch or longer beard. Uh -huh. If it's not at least six inches, then it's not a legal, um, well, it would be legal, but you can only have one that doesn't have a six-inch beard. Right. And then, um, you know, the wing feathers, we know on adults, that barring that goes down the, the, the um, flight feathers on the wing, on an adult, that barring will go all the way to the tip. Mm -hmm. And then on juveniles or jakes, it, the, the last two or three inches of that, those the, the last feathers on that wing, um, it'll just be kind of a solid dark color. Mm -hmm. um, it, there won't be any white barring. Then on the tail fan, I think most people are familiar with the tail fan of a jake and how it's kind of the central few pairs of feathers are longer. And, and the reason they're longer is because those were molted. Those will be more adult feathers and so they're bigger and longer than the uh, um, the adjoining juvenile feathers which uh -huh. are shorter so it kind of makes this uneven shaped fan mm -hmm. so if you see an uneven shaped fan that probably indication that that you're looking at a, a jake or a juvenile bird um, so and then you know we want to give the hunters every benefit of the doubt so if it is a an adult bird and for some reason that you know the 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 fan looks funny and yeah. the and it's molted its feathers and so the barring isn't right or whatever on the wing um, but it's got if it's got at least a half inch spur we also know that's a good sign that it's an adult bird uh -huh. so um, if you've got a half inch or longer spur on the bird that's a that's an adult so those four criteria pretty much what we're looking at okay so we talked about patient hunters earlier in the show. Uh, you got to be a little more patient and and know your target, you know, before yeah. you pull the trigger this year. But, but th I think this will be good. Uh, you know, uh, it's not what we recommended, I don't think, but it's it's some good changes. I think that'll improve, hopefully improve. Yeah, I mean, I've heard some good things. Uh, I mean. In our field, we say you, you can't ever please everybody 100% of the time. <laughs> well, so I know there's sure. people who don't like the changes, but um, we're hopeful that it, it will lead to some, you know, some things that will um, benefit hunters in the long term. Right. So, right. Yeah. Awesome. And if uh, uh, we got the archery or the fall season there uh, as yeah, well, no, anything changed in the fall season? No, nothing really changing with the fall. It's primarily the spring season. Um, now, there was another change in terms of hunting tactics, if you want to call it that, or approaches exactly. that we can use. Yep. Um, and that will that refers to or is related to the 
the approach that some people call fanning or reaping, and and it and the change will only apply on our WMAs on public land WMAs. But that practice of fanning or reaping is is not allowed anymore on on our WMAs. And that was, you know, there's still a lot of uncertainty about that practice, that hunting approach, mm-hmm. um, both in terms of its efficiency as well as its safety. And I think just in an abundance of caution. The commissioners, you know, decided on public land where it's less often the case where you know who else is out there. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Exactly. Um, you know, just to be cautious and, and overly conservative in, in, you know, handling this situation until we have more information, more um, data to, to really look at to maybe just be, you know, careful with it. And just to be clear, the fanning is basically just hunting directly behind a tail fan, right? Yeah, I was actually going to read the uh, what we define it because I want to make sure I don't miss anything uh-huh. and get it right here. But so again, fanning and reaping is prohibited on WMAs moving forward, and fanning and reaping is defined as hunting or stalking wild turkeys while holding or using for hunter concealment any of the following: a tail fan, a partial or full decoy with a tail fan, or a tail fan mounted to a firearm. And the tail fan includes those made of real or synthetic feathers or an image or likeness of a tail fan applied to any material. So it's okay. We tried to be pretty comprehensive in yeah. explaining what it is so nobody can be like, well, I didn't know. But, right, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So. And there again, all this is documented or going to be written in black and white in the hunting guide, yes. which is coming to your mailbox this year. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you're a sportsman right. license holder, you get the... You get the mailed directly to you so that's a pretty nice change yep and it'll be on on the website soon and and uh you can uh, also find it ad free in some cases this year yeah so, uh, how about that a little bit easier to flip through and find what you're looking for uh-huh so yeah um well i pulled up the website uh zach we're going to cover uh, a new survey we're doing this year. I called it a summer survey some people have called it a brood survey we'll find out exactly what we call it today but uh <laughs> Uh, let's jump into to what this survey is and why we're doing it. Uh, but before I before we do that, I'm going to say tn.gov tn.gov slash twra slash turkey obs is the short web link to get to this uh, this web page to learn more about it and to know how to take the survey. But also you can go to tnwildlife.org and click Turkey Observation Survey on the homepage. So Zach, what is this and why are we doing it? So in the past, um, I believe since the late 80s in the summer, we've been asking TWA field staff to report turkey sightings. They see mainly hens with their young or poults, as they're called, um, just to kind of get an idea of, in a general sense, how successful the hatch year was, um, just seeing what's out there on the landscape. Um, And that's given us some pretty good data through the years, but this year we decided to take it public and ask everybody out there's help um, for if they're seeing turkeys, if they're seeing hens, either by themselves or even with poults um, to report them and let us know what they're seeing. Um, so if you're out there and you're seeing some turkeys, um, try to get an idea of where you're at, like what county you're in. Um, make sure you're seeing what's out there. If you see uh, a hen with five or six poults with her, try to you know mark that down and get an idea of how many were out there. and on our homepage, you can visit the um, observation survey link. It'll take you to this page, a uh, landing page, mm-hmm. um, and there will be an option to either 
take the survey on the web browser um, if you're at home on your computer or on the web browser on your phone. Um, there's also an option to download the Survey123 app where you can um, pull it up on your phone and re report your observations while you're out there in the field. Um, it's just a short little survey letting us know where you're at, what you're seeing, how many poults are with the hen, um, generally how old they are, and there's all kinds of, we have guides to help you um, estimate how old the poults were, um, and it'll just, it helps us really get through that data and get some better population dynamics, see roughly how successful the hatch year was, how, how um, just a general sense of how good our population's doing, and it's some really helpful data for us. So we were talking earlier about the, uh, the, the groups that get together, you know, from other states and everything. Right. Um, so we have an annual meeting of the Turkey Tech Committee, and um, one of the things that came out of some of that was related to the brood survey. So we were wanting to compare, you know, productivity around the country, but we realized that a lot of the states, we do our brood survey or our summer surveys just a little bit different. Some of them would do it, you know, for two months. Some would, <laughs> would, would count all the birds. Some of them only count the broods. And, and so we made this effort to... Let's let's do it all the same way. So when Standard we say we've got yeah. you know this many poults per hen, it means something across all the state boundaries. So we started doing that. Well, then the question became, how do we tell a a good estimate from a bad estimate, right? And and is there something that we can glean from you know uh, you know because some states were getting like 50 observations, and other states were getting 5,000 observations. <laughs> and so you hope that the state that's getting 5,000 observations has a little more accuracy, right? So they did some testing, and they came up with, if you have about 2,000 observations, that kind of seemed to be where um, our confidence got pretty good. Okay. So statewide, we were getting about 2,000 observations a year just from our staff. But when we started trying to look at it regionally, we just we dropped below that 2,000. Mm. So we said, well, what can we do to get more observations? And we only have so many staff. And in some counties, it's like one person. You yeah, know? right. We just don't have staff everywhere. And we said, well, well there's people everywhere. And other states have, have extended their surveys to the general public. And we said, well, we, we should do this, too. Yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, it's kind of been an effort to get more observations, have more confidence, and at a smaller scale so we can look at it regionally instead of just statewide. That's neat. Yeah. And anybody can participate. If you're... If you go out in the afternoons and walk your dog around the park and you just happen to see some turkeys running around, feel free. I mean, sign up on the web browser, download the app any way you can. Just try to get those observations in. If you're driving on your way to work and you see some turkeys on the side of the road, I mean, probably wait till you pull over to the side of the road. But uh, <laughs> um, just anyway, if you see turkeys, just let us know. Let yeah. us know where they're at. And it, regardless, it'll just help us better help the turkeys. Yeah, for so, sure. And, and it's... It, not just hens with broods and, and you know the baby poults. We're looking if you see a bunch of gobblers or if you see turkeys and you don't know what they are, go ahead and report those. Uh -huh. There's a spot to say, yeah, I don't know, it's an unknown. You know, I know it's a turkey, but I don't know if it's a male or a female. You know, so. Yeah. Um, but we'll use that information. We'll look at the hens to the to the males, 
and have kind of a ratio. And my hope is to be able to use that ratio then with some other work that we're doing to kind of generate a statewide population estimate. So all of the all the sightings are important to us. Report them all, not just you know broods or whatever. That's so. good. I would venture to say we've got a lot of listeners uh, that are tuning in that would be up for doing this. You, you know, like you said, out walking the dog or visiting the park or their backyard. You know, they a lot of folks just really like aren't necessarily turkey hunters but but they'd love to help report you know what they're seeing out there yeah and this is a summer survey so it runs june 1 through august 31st okay yeah you know just in that window we're not expecting observations throughout the year just for those three months the summer period basically Uh yeah well and and we talked about it a little bit but there's an identification quiz there to help you learn different uh, age classes for those pults and things uh, I will be honest, I took it, and I think I made a 50, so, uh, you know, there is some ID help that I wasn't aware of that you got to get some training, and then you can take the quiz. If I had the training first, I think I'd have been okay, but uh, and take the quiz up front. Go ahead and do that and get familiar so when you're out seeing these birds, it'd be an easy easy way to take the, the survey. Even when you're taking the survey, there's drop-down arrows next to some of the headings for the survey. Uh, um, yeah. You can click on those, and it'll give you a little reminder of what we're looking for, what you should be looking for, and it'll help you report and try to get some good data um, off what you're seeing out there. So there's lots of options out there for help if you need help identifying turkeys out there. So Good deal. And I'll have to say that uh, I think we've mentioned this uh, in the video. We did do some videos on how to. So go to this website. Let me go ahead and click to that. Uh, I think it's the Turkey ID page, right? I think it's under the actual survey page. Oh yeah, it's under the survey. We'll stick right here while we're here. Identification 101. So here's the the, the information of identifying adult gobblers or jakes or or hens or poults and different age classes. So this is a good page to to review. So there's the age class information, which is uh, very handy. So let's go back. Um, is it under the survey? Mm-hmm. All right. So click here, the survey, correct. So you've got the option for the one, two, three, or the browser. But uh, the one, two, three, what's cool about it is it can be taken offline, right? So Absolutely. even if you don't have service, you can do do the survey, and then when you get home or get into a better service area, it'll upload it. Yep. Or you, it'll save it, then you can upload it, right? Yeah, if you take the survey and you don't have service and it's not able to send it, it'll save it in the outbox on the app. And so once you get home, you get on Wi-Fi or you're getting some better cell signal, um, it'll give you the option to, to send out your responses to the survey so it'll be saved in there. Good yeah, deal. all that is in that video uh, on our website. So make sure you go check that out. Um, it's got a great narrator, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe it had been better if Don did it. But... Um, but yeah, check that out uh, online. So it shows you how to do it both ways. And, and a, a note on this page at the bottom of it: if you are trying to use the app or trying to use the web browser survey, my email is listed there. Um, if you end up having any questions or having any trouble getting anything working, shoot me an email. Um, include your phone number in it if you want to, and I'll I'll get back to you as soon as I see it, and we'll we'll try to get all those hashed okay. out. Okay. And you won't be upset if somebody hangs up on you. Not at all. Okay. No, it's all. <laughs> I'm here to help. <laughs> Uh, I think this will be this will be great. Uh, let's let's the folks that love to get out and watch wildlife participate in some of the work that we do, and and I think it'll be great. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, Zach, I'm glad we were able to reel you back from North Carolina. Absolutely, I'm glad to be home. Yeah, it's wonderful. Good deal. Yep, uh, this has been very informative. It has. Uh, Thanks for letting us come on again. I hope I hope well, yeah we're 
thank you for coming on. I, th- I hope people are excited about the, the new season changes and things coming up. Um, you know, uh, get out there and enjoy Tennessee's wildlife, whether you're watching it or hunting it or uh, catching it. Yeah, it's, exactly. Uh, it's a great place to be. So, New guides will be out soon yep. and uh, mailed to your door, so be looking for it. Remember uh, tn.gov forward slash TWRA forward slash Turkey OBS to take the surveys, to find the information about the surveys. OBS for observation. Observation. Or tnwildlife.org. Click the button on the homepage, and then you can find whatever else you need while you're there. Exactly. Uh, shop.gooutdoorstennessee.com to get some hats. we got some uh, new hats out there all the time, so check that out as well. Anything else? Am I missing anything, Don? That's all I got. Okay. That's all I got, too. <laughs> Guys, thank you all. Uh, keep up the good work. Appreciate what you do for the agency and for the for the state. So, uh, well, Thanks for having us. You're welcome. Keep up this nice show. This is all great. Right. <laughs> right. well, keep it going. Keep it going for you out there. Thank you guys for tuning in and watching and listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Stay connected with TWRA by visiting our website at tnwildlife.org and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Hey, it's all about Tennessee wildlife. It's what we do. Tennessee Wildcast will be on the air again next week. We'll see you then.